Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team Hi, it's Season 4, Episode 17 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining me this week, my co-host John Sniggles Good afternoon And David Fornell Good afternoon. Right. Um, should we just get straight to it? Dress <laughs> um, the elephant in the room. Um, City, were they that good or were we that bad? Um, we were bad. City were good. But they're a, million, a billion pounds good. Um, you know... <laughs> That yesterday, yesterday there was lots of pundits saying, "Oh, Tottenham got a point to prove." Blah blah blah. And I think there was a lot of pundits hoping we could pr- provide an upset, but really it's um, just a continuation of a theme of play of us playing badly in games against big sides, really, and not too well against little sides either. Um, we didn't turn up for the Man United game. We didn't turn up for the Arsenal game. Um, we, we, you know, we're on a par we're level we performed as well as i thought we would if i'm honest Mm. no no more more or less but um yeah uh city are a billion pounds good billion billion pounds buckets of oil money russian money being laundered through chelsea man united being one of the top three earning clubs in the world it skews the game i think we're still punching above a weight even to be in contention for a top four spot we got outplayed by possibly the best team ever in the premier league um, there's no shame losing to a side as good as that, but there is shame in the performance that we put in yesterday. I, I think you're being a bit harsh. Um, we, we didn't perform because I don't think Man City allowed us to perform. We set up pretty very similar to when we played Man City at home, when we put three up front uh, and every time they took a goal kick. And absolutely, I mean, I made it so obvious we're going to press them. Uh, and I thought then, oh, OK, we're adopting pretty similar tactics here. But this is a different city side. They've got a few additions and they've played this system under um, Pep now for a couple of seasons and they've all got used to it. And this is where they, if they lose the ball, they have, I think it's about five seconds, they have to get it back. And they all know how to work it. And they did, they rushed us, sort of panicked us and put us right out our stride as much as we try to put ourselves some of the I mean I, I, I know what you're saying John and, and he did it looked like that and that's what it was we looked awful because they made it very difficult for us and we couldn't get past that pressure we just weren't good enough to be that level and you're right it's a, it's a billion pound team or it's 780 million pound assembled team um, but and I won't I won't complain against uh, the players we got missing because um, you know, they, they've got uh, four top players missing themselves uh, in key positions, but they managed it and we didn't. So I, I, they, they were excellent. Um, I, I, we just weren't allowed to be in the game. They just didn't allow it. Jav, how was the view from your seat? Did you? Uh, by, by the way, I know you got loads of this, but did you see yourself on telly yesterday? I did see myself on telly yesterday. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, less than about that. The better. Um, 
the risk of it is a question on the running order um, later on about that. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Um, look, I I think that yeah. Firstly, the city team. It, it certainly in my living memory, I think this is this is the best best team um, English side that I've seen in in top flight football, whether that's Premier League or, or the old First Division. I, I I can't talk about the the. 60-61 team or Spurs side or, or the push and run side of 50-51 um, because I've not seen enough footage of those teams. Um, so, I don't know, is there any, hardly any exists of 50-51 team. Um, you know, and I've seen the odd clips here and there um, from the Liverpool teams that, that dominated in the 80s or, or, or the Leeds United team and under Revy, but it's different eras Um and I'm only going by, going by clips. Um, a lot's been said about the Arsenal team, the the, the Invincibles. Hate hate it when people call them that. Um, but I think this this City team is far better. Um, oh, by a long way. That that team that everybody goes on about. They they drew a lot of matches. In that, they were pretty poor that season. Actually, a lot of games. A yeah. lot of games. They got away with it. They got away with it. And they I mean, they lost the cups. I mean, it's a, it just like to put themselves a label, trying to put themselves up there. But, yeah, you know, yeah. they've been they've they've been better teams that have won the league, but they've only maybe maybe lost one or two matches. Um, with City team were exceptional, so you're playing against a really good good side, and as you said, John, I don't think there's any shame losing against City. Um, I think in many ways four four one actually flattered us. I think they they could have won eight one or, or whatever. I mean they had that missed penalty. They had, had loads of other chances. Um, and yes, we were, we were missing key players. I think Toby's absence is uh, yeah. the last two times we played City. Jan was out injured, but Toby was playing. And this time it was the other way, other way around. So we've, we've never had those two playing together um, at the Etihad. But you know, Toby he offers leadership at the back um he can change the dynamics you know by playing those those long long um cross field passes to often um Dele Alley um we're missing him we're, we're missing um Wanyama in the middle of the park that those two players were missing Sanchez and the option of going with a back three um, when, you've, when you've got Sanchez out suspended and you've got Toby then you, 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 your options are limited, and you've got to play with, play with the back four. You know, you you part of you sort of thinks, well, what if you know, what if we we played with a three, or what if we had one the armor fit, or what if we had Toby? And yeah, I'm sure it would have made some level of difference, but this was an exceptional side. I don't, I don't know that it, we would have to be at our very best. I thought before the game we would have to be at our very best to get anything against them, and because they are a superb team, and they showed that yesterday. But we. Yeah, we 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 were poor. We were poor in certain certain areas. Um, I thought we started off reasonably well, you know, and we looked like we were set up, and we maybe could cause them some problems. Yeah, but we we looked we looked a bit nervous, and and not one of the forward guys looked like they were doing anything. We had two up the front, and we were just playing our slow usual balls across the box, and they pinned us in. We didn't force them out of second gear. They they absorbed the slow slow play that we had, and we have developed as a style recently and then they punished us and and i think it's all of our own making i I think it could have been 
easily rectified. We lost every aspect of the game that made us so good last season. We look a different side. Mm. We really do. If I'm generous, I'd say we had 15 minutes of that game yesterday. No more. And, well, that, and even then, we didn't. We didn't. We did. We had two, two, three shots on goal. We had. We had a question or comment from Kent Goodrich. He said, "I'm struggling to find a positive. Positive. Anyone have something?" Yeah, Sanchez's band's finished. He'll be back in the next game. Yep, every cloud. Um, were there any? Were there any players on our team that performed? Jan, I thought he was he he was one of the better ones yesterday. Gave away I, a penalty, I, uh, but he he went he, he had to get in there. Otherwise, it was a surefire goal. He mm-hmm. had to do something. There, there there was very few of them can hold their heads up yesterday. Very few. I thought Larice made a few good saves that kept us in. Um. In the but first then half, his, his distribution poor. Yeah. His distribution poor. If you compare their goalkeeper, who can hoof that ball and put it on a dime mm. at the other, he, he he can hit a long ball like Trippier can hit a cross sometimes. Loris is isn't anywhere near in that class. Okay, uh, before I start going through the through one to eleven on on Lloris, um yesterday at the match, um, uh, I was uh, um, at the match with. Um, Annette Smith, who's friend of the show, and hello, Annette, and chair of um, Glasgow Spurs or co-chair, I should say, of Glasgow Spurs Sports Club. Um, with with her, I was there with her and her partner David, and um, I turned around to her and I said about Larice on on two occasions. I said to her, and I was I was slightly playing devil's devil's advocate a bit, and I am now about what what I'm going to say. But if you look at other clubs that go on and win the league and this isn't a criticism of Pochettino by the way and there's been a lot of crap on the internet um, social media about Pochettino Um, but if you look at the clubs that do go on and win titles they can be quite ruthless and football there's no sentiment in football they can be quite ruthless in some of their um, decisions so you take last season um, Bravo um, um, Pep stuck with him for the whole course of the season, but come the summer, he's gone and he's he's got a new goalkeeper and he's he's replaced him. Now we all know that Lloris is he can make really he can make fantastic saves and and probably save us a lot of points over the course of the season. So I, I don't want to sort of criticise him and and say that he's he's poor and whatnot. He's also contrary to what a lot of people think, um, who sometimes suggest he's he's not captain material. He's got leadership qualities, particularly behind the scenes um, at the club. Um, all of which probably mean that he's not he's not about to go anywhere. But part of me just wonders if it was any other club, they would say, "Well, there's a weakness there in his kicking, in his distribution, in his tendency to make a few mistakes every every now and then," which a lot of goalkeepers are prone prone to doing. Um, but other clubs would bite the bullet and just say, "Right, which areas can we strengthen?" And if you, and if you look at our, I don't know, our strongest one to eleven, for example, you're not going to get many strikers b- better than Kane. You know, there's no there's no reason to replace him. But if you're going to be really critical, you could look and say, "Oh, I don't know, Deli Ali. Well, he's not performing. If we can go and get the next best Deli Ali or something better, uh, money obviously." It's a big factor in this equation, and maybe that's, that's I'm answering my own question there. But some clubs can will identify those players um, that are you know, weaknesses in some of those players and they'll say, well, there's somebody better out there and we'll, we'll go and buy them. Um, and maybe the, the time has come to find somebody 
goalkeeper better than Lloris. I'm playing. Okay. I'm playing devil's advocate here to, to some degree because I, I acknowledge that he's he does a lot at the club. He's got leadership skills behind the scenes. He saves a lot of points, and also we don't have perhaps the luxury to go and spend shitloads of money on on, on a brand new goalkeeper. He's st- he's still a big name. He's you know he's still the French national captain. He's still the French national goalkeeper. But he he, he this season I think he's been shown to be quite fallible. In certain situations, uh, free kicks, um, he, he, his footwork isn't the best, but he's the best we've got at the club, so we need to stick by him. We see it's as simple as that. I wouldn't trust Vorming goal. I'd rather have Hugo. His reaction saves are probably second to none. It's just the, every other aspect of his game. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting for a moment that that he's dropped over the course of the season. But I'm just saying, for example, like Bravo, Bravo, City come. Come the summer, um, we're just looking at it when we think, right, we've got, yeah, we've got a good goalkeeper, but can we get better? Well, it isn't the, 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 the bullshit Real Madrid story is, is if Spurs don't win a cup, that they're going to look to buy him. But that doesn't make any sense because, oh, oh, look, Spurs won the FA Cup, we won't bother. What a load of shit. If, he, if, if somebody comes in with a bid for him, he'll, he'll go. And I think this is the problem with... Um, our transfer dealings in a, in a nutshell is that every year we need to add new players to freshen things up and they need to be of a certain quality, but we can only spend what we bring in from player sales. So we're selling players and ripping some of the aspects of the team out to bring new players in that need to bed in and have time. So we're always in transition, always. Um, it, it's it. And, and Posh said that the transfer policy is, is it can be an issue within the club. Um, in, a, in an interview in the recent weeks, and it is going to be difficult. And I can I can foresee certain players going, and they they probably will do. I think I think um, there are some players that are unsettled, and I think if the money comes forward for them, they'll go, and we'll have to spend big to replace them, even with sixteen or seventeen year olds to get a required standard, because that's going to be the issue: is that we need that standard to maintain where we are. David, am I being a bit harsh on on Hugo? Yeah, yeah, I think you are. Um, he's a very good sweeper keeper. I know the ball does spin out. Um, if I was an opposing coach, I wouldn't really be identifying Larice as a weakness um, to rush and shut him down any more than any other goalkeeper, any more than De Gea. Um, I his kicking is is the weakness. There's no two ways about that. I'm quite happy to accept it. You're quite right. You know who you're going to go and get to replace him. Um, I have no problem at the moment with him. Um, if he wants to go, then I know he did a few seasons ago, and then everything changed. Of course, we got Pochettino in and everything changed for him, and he seems quite happy. Um, but if he did, fine, grab the money. There are other goalkeepers out there. It, it all, it's all about, I mean, Pep wanted a particular type of goalkeeper that could play from the back uh, and or ping that little ball as he did. I mean, some, one or two great passes out there he had yesterday it may not suit us to play that way um i, I i'm not sure uh, i think uh, we may just require another shot stopper so it may not be um that much money involved i have to say from a, a transfer policy um at the moment we keep talking about grabbing sort of youth style player or young players and we've seen that with Adele Ali and Sanchez, these are and Foyth, all young players that have got a future. Um, 
if they're if they're treated right and, we, and through our system. But um, I I would like to see a, a known older head come in around that central midfield area. I mean, just to throw one in, it's a Modric. I'm not suggesting he's going to come along, but someone who can control the game a bit more with the youngsters around him. Liverpool did it with McAllister, and they mm-hmm. had um, young Gerrard, and Gerrard really learned from him, and that he made Gerrard an awful lot of the player he became. And I'd love to, I don't know who that player is, Michael, whether he's Modric, but Michael I, I would love to see that. Yeah, Michael Carrick, maybe he's just a year or two too old, but they're saying that McAllister was quite an age. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they won the, Euro, whatever it was, Europa Cup or, or Cha- um, Europa, Europa Cup, Europa Cup yeah. um, with him playing. And they were superb that night. So mm. I, that's what I'd like to see added to it. I'm not sure with that that down on, on finances that we can't find for one or two good um, signings. But we're not... It's it's almost impossible um, to uh, battle and joust with Chelsea and Man City. And I'm quite convinced the likes of Bakayoko and, and William... Well, no, William was snatched from under our noses... Um, I believe he's almost stuffed. They, they, Chelsea arrived at the Heathrow with a car and bundled him in and drove off with him before we got there to pick him up. Um, and Bakayoko, and once it was known, they were grabbed. And they do, these clubs will sign players in order that we can't get them. If they get a sniff of it, they try and disrupt our season. They might think they must be quite good. So we'll grab them. And if they don't, they said Chelsea seem to get away with it. We're selling them again for a, a, a tidy sum, actually. So. Um, it's going to be very difficult to get those what I call marquee signings anyway because they, those bigger clubs have no... They just, they just don't know when to stop themselves, do they? Like kids in a swee shop, really. Mm-hmm. They just, just buy and, and blow the consequences. We can't, we can't do that at this moment. Um, just one, one, one more thing on the race. We mentioned this kicking. Um, a thing that frustrates me, I know, John, you and I have talked about, about this and we've got we talked about last season we've got different opinions about it so um i am i'm always slightly uncomfortable with the way we try to play it out the back um particularly so deep that we've got um it's more prevalent it seems when we play with, with the back four when we've got the two defenders in this case the tongan and dyer really deep um to the point where they're level with with, with a six yard um, box and they're picking the ball up at that point and you're playing against a good team against City that can press you high up the pitch and then you're trying to play it out of the back and you can't and it goes from one defender to Hugo back to the other defender back to Hugo and it, we looked shaky yesterday at, at times um, and I understand you know the the need to perhaps or the desire to play it from the back and to draw opponents and to pull them out of position, but it just looked, it, it wasn't working yesterday. It wasn't working. And we looked, no, we, we really looked vulnerable. Uh, City pressed us really well. And it's what yeah. we were doing the season before to other teams when, and winning the ball back in those high up areas. But teams know they can do it. Well, you know, and I think every team has tried to do it to us this season and it does stifle us. Mm. If the midfield two, in if it's if it's uh, Dembele and Winks for the last couple of games, or it, when Dyer's been in there, it, it for whatever reason it's not worked. Um, so I don't know. The, the answer isn't lumping it wrong, long, um, but yeah, we th- that needs to be worked on. And if there is an out ball of a longer ball, it needs to be used. 
Um, but I don't have any faith in Loris's kicking ability and getting it up to the halfway line, line let alone over it. Maybe that's where, that again where, where we're missing Toby, who who, who can ping it long and, and, and not aimlessly, but to to a Kane or to a Deli up front. Um, full full backs. Um, actually, just on, on the centre backs, you uh, you mentioned Jan having a good game. Dyer looked a bit out, out of sorts, I thought yesterday. Yeah, uh, well, like I say, the positive is Sanchez will be back, and we can maybe move Dyer a, a bit forward, a yeah. bit more forward into the midfield. I think, um, I think we're certainly missing that bite in, in midfield that when, when the armour offers, and with with Sanchez and Toby out, um, you, you're effectively having to play Dyer at the back, and then you, and then your, your your midfield looks a little bit more vulnerable. Um, the fullbacks, Trippier, not didn't have his best best game for it in his first shirt, I thought. All, our goal, all their goals came from that side. Mane had it, it, it reminded me of this season before when they let um, Sa, um, a Mane uh, at Liverpool, Barney. Barney uh, Barney Liverpool just uh, Davis, and he just ran at him time and time again. It was that. It was that kind of situation. Um, it really was. They, yeah, as 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 bad as Trippier was yesterday, I don't know if Ori is the answer and if he's ready. But it's you know it's we we're not falling apart, which is because because we sold the uh, boy from Sheffield at all. It, but it, yesterday, Trippier did not cover himself in glory. As much as the others didn't, he was not smelling of roses by the end of that one. To, talking of roses, I don't think Danny Rose played particularly well e- either. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I, I know we, we discussed it last week on the, on the pod, and I, I think you're of the opinion that actually Davis should start, and I, and, I, and I thought at the time Rose should start to nullify... Walker, um, as it was when I went into that game, um, I wanted Davis to start. Nothing to do with, of course, with the fact that he's in my fantasy team. But um, <laughs> I thought that I thought Davis, Davis, and Trippier should start that match. And Rose, you know, we know that what Rose gives us going forward, he's got the pace to run at people. But he didn't do that yesterday, and I don't think at the moment. I don't think it's a question of he's not fit. Or fully fit or match fit, I think he's had plenty of games enough as, under his belt. But I just think that you know when you come back from a long term injury, it's going to take a while to find a rhythm. And I don't think he's there. He's performing yet at the levels that he he, he did um, twelve months ago prior to his injury. I well, I have to say, I I, I thought that um, when I saw the line, I thought, mm, yeah, I, I'd like. I'm surprised to see Rose there, and I thought, well, no, I like that because exactly what you said, Javid, he's going to hopefully nullify Walker. They know each other's games and he's, he's a real little battler. And I thought, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be good. I, I was quite happy. The only one I was hoping to see was um, Lamella start. I, I'd like to have seen him start yesterday. Um, I thought that might have been the curveball we needed. But besides that, yeah, Rose uh, just mm, didn't... No, you're right. He, he didn't. But it, it's all right to be wise afterwards. But I was, I was happy with the team selection when I saw it. Mm. And I thought, I thought that was enough to do uh, what we needed in the game. I think the team selection was as strong as we could have got, really. I don't think there was a. I think it was as strong as we could have put out yesterday. But Trips had one of his worst games ever, unfortunately. Really did. And I I, I thought for 70 minutes, they. they, um, The majority of them did okay. But after 60 minutes, Dembele was out of steam and they, they just. It kind of imploded, unfortunately. I don't think City actually exploited down the left enough. No, I thought they could. You know, Sane uh, uh, could have done a lot more. I thought once we went past him, like Trippier was running in sand. 
And I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, well, yeah, just feed him. You know, what would you always do? You know, we've got a winger there who's tearing a fullback apart because eventually you get him sent off if he keeps fouling you. But they didn't do enough. But in an argument, they won 4 1, and, and they've got a big, absolutely um, swigging champagne at the end of the evening. So um, they did the right thing. I think, as, as good as City were, we didn't make you know, life easy for ourselves. Um, we, we allowed them to, to bully us. Um, like I said right at the outset, if if you're going to go and beat this exceptional City team, you've got to be at at your absolute best, and, and we weren't at that. And I thought yep. the first goal, conceding a goal fairly early on, I think I think the defending on that could have been a bit um, better. It's not the first time we've been out outdone by a set piece this season. And you're being yeah. very polite, Javid. About that, <laughs> very polite. Well, when you when you go one nil down against a team like City, well, you go one nil down against any team in the Premier League. You're playing catch up. We saw that a few weeks ago against West Brom, at Wembley. Different, okay, different team. And it was at home, and, and they and they 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 go ahead and, and they put men behind the ball. Against City, you're playing you're playing catch up straight away, and you need to go, you know it's, it's you've got to get that equaliser. But then you leave yourself open at the back, and yeah, psychologically as well, um, they've they've got that the, the upper hand once 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 they've got the first one. Um, that that corner, that first goal, um, was schoolboy defending error. It really was. It, uh, Gundogan just walked walked into that box unmarked and had a, an absolute free header. It was that was criminal. That was absolutely criminal. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, there are two players involved in that. They all blame Winks, it seems, and, and, and Winks certainly um, should have done something about it. But Sonny let him go. Yeah. Sonny let him go. He walked past him. Who was Sonny marking? He didn't even look for anybody. He, he, and when, it, when the ball had gone in the net, Sonny, if you see the playback, he sort of puts his hands out like a penguin, sort of looking around. Well, what are you going to do about that, boys? You know, everybody else. You don't look at other people. If you've got, you know, no matter what. If you see a spare player and it, the ball's about to come in, it's too late. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to go with them. And Winks himself just wasn't... I mean, it, honestly, afterwards, you might have an interview with Adam Tussauds if he's going to do that. I and mean, he just stood there. And, and it, I should think um, um, Gundogan would need a muscle rub after that and to lean forward to head it. He had to actually bow down to, to hit, hit his head. He, he didn't realise it for a second. I don't think it was going to come that far for him. And, uh, yeah, he just nodded it in, made a good job of it. But that's the problem. You know, in, in this Premier League, and certainly in the moment, the, if you get that first goal, it makes all the difference this season. Everybody else is having to chase the game. And you start to see then, you know, that's what Manchester United do. They'll, they'll sort of, he'll take a forward off at some stage, put another defender or midfielder on and shore the game up and say, well, you're not going to, you know, you're not, we're not going to let you have another goal. I, I don't mind if I win 1-0. And, and that's what Spurs, the problem for Spurs has been against some of the lower sides. If they, like West Brom, if they score first, they just go back in, uh, into their shell. And it's so difficult. And the moment we went 1-0 down, our, our one main game plan was always to stay in that game. And, and the moment those boys did that, it was shocking, as you say, John. It was absolutely mm. shocking that was defending. And it's rude to school, boys. I have to say, that was <laughs> abysmal. It was abysmal. Um, and that's it. And the game were gone. That that's that was that moment. I realised the game had gone at that moment. Um, I didn't know what the score was going to be, but I didn't see us beating them after that. We're always going to play catch up. Um, we've got a few 
I'll come to them in a minute. We've got a few questions around um, Lamella and, and, and Delhi. Just on the on the forward line, the, the other players, Kane, I thought his touch let him down a few few times. Not it's just one of those occasions where the ball wouldn't necessarily st- stick to him. Um, Ericsson, um, yeah, still not at his best. Dembele, um, I think you touched upon John um, about. Um, after 60 minutes looking a bit tired um, dear old Harry Winks um, I don't think he had best, his best game but I don't think he played particularly well against Brighton in the middle of the week either um, slightly disheartening on Wednesday um, at the match against Brighton there was where I was sat there was a lot of fans giving Winks criticism um, on Wednesday now every player has a bad game from time to time that, that happens um, but a lot of it was unjustified, and, and and a lot of what was suggested was that you know he he can never play it forward. He's he's always passing sideways. He's he's rubbish. You know, notwithstanding all the good games that he's played this season against the likes of Real home and away and Liverpool at home and, and various others. Um, but is his confidence starting to is is that? Slightly affected because yet because he ugh, difficult to describe. But on Wednesday um, there was a point at which he made a few mistakes and you, the crowd just completely turned on him and you just got that slight impression. And even yesterday there was a point I think he was through on goal. It was him and Kane, and then he sort of ran it wide and he had to try to keep keep it in and then he fell over or something. Um, and oh it, yeah, yeah, he, he could, yes, yeah, he, he tried, yeah. And he, he just he just looked for. I mean, he's a, he's a small guy anyway. But for 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 that very moment, it just looked like a little lost boy. I, I think in that maybe he's just trying to do much, and there's too much weight on his shoulders. Mm. He needs somebody playing next to him who can who can alleviate that pressure and help him. Dembele was far too deep yesterday, and Winks isn't that needs somebody else sitting alongside him in that role to help him out. If he's got somebody to release the ball, he'll be better. I think yesterday he was just he had just too much on his shoulders and yep. he was trying to do too much, perhaps. But yep. you know, I, there is a movement of people saying that they don't think he's good enough. Um, and it th- there's a part of me that now is potentially seeing him as an, another midfield guy coming through from the the academy that will just be sold on at the end of the season and will go and have a mediocre career somewhere or other um, with another team. Um, I mean, there are. He, he has played well. He played against Madrid, both the Madrid games and Liverpool. He had a good game, but is he just going to be somebody else who we flog off and get somebody else in to replace him? Um, it, it's hard to say. I, th- but I, th- I, th- I think he's far better than that, and I think he, he's missing what you said, which is that Wanyama will possibly, hopefully, die next week alongside him. Yeah. Yep. It's asking for a lot. Um, right, we've we've got a lot of questions to get through. Um, can't questions, comments. Um, Rob Craxford, Lamella bought bought us up a level. Good to see that. Um, Richard Healy, I personally think we played okay, particularly early second half. I agree with that. Um, second half, seventy minutes, fine for seventy minutes. Absolutely I, well, fine. I think the beginning of the second half, we we. we uh, Attacked a lot more, and and, I, and at one point I, I thought we'd get back in back in the game. Um, City, but they, I said it earlier; they just absorbed that. They could yeah. absorb that easily, uh, you know. Then they did, and they just threw it back, threw it back at us. Um, Richard says City were just a lot better. Uh, my question is: Should we consider 
a bid in the region of 100 million plus for Delhi given current form or would selling any key players in the next three transfer windows show well let's let's not go as far as next three transfer let's next two um transfer windows show we aren't at the same level as the big boys yet we don't we don't need to sell if if um they want to go and i'm you know it's like walker he wanted to go there's no point trying to hold on to them yeah grab the money um but otherwise no we don't we don't need to sell them i mean we've been financially very stable um for the last few years because of our uh, very good transfer dealings you know it just happens to be that we got a, a hundred million virtually for bail and um and a number of other walker 50 million so we've done very well on it we don't I don't think we need to sell at all. Um, but if he wants to go, then yep, go and grab the money. But otherwise, no, no. Um, <laughs> perhaps we should sell him. Perhaps, but again, as I said, it said it the, earlier on. We we sell players to buy players, so mm-hmm. we're always ripping out part of the team to replace it with somebody who would have to come in and 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 prove themselves. And if you're buying a, a player at the age of Deli Ali or somebody who's untested. Um, they're going to take a while to adapt and adjust. So we're always going to be weak in a department going forward for a couple of games or half a season. And if you if you think about the the um, the, the Sessignon at Fulham, it's going to cost in excess of thirty million quid to get him, and he's a seventeen year old who would take time to adapt to the Premier League. It's not a guaranteed thing. So then you'd start thinking, well, we need to pay thirty million quid for somebody who's tried and tested, and the money's just going to go up from there. It's going to be difficult, but uh, you know, if I'm, I'm pretty sure some players might even go in the in the January window. But I can see some players wanting to go in the summer. I think if yeah, uh, ultimately it comes down to if the player wants to leave, and if, if Delhi wants to leave, then um, it's not much the club can do about that. Um, I wouldn't, as poor as he's been playing, I still wouldn't sell him. Um, he's a prized asset. He's He's a good footballer who's hitting a bad run of form at the moment, but he's part of a team who's collectively aren't, aren't at our best. And he's also a young man, so he'll improve, he'll learn. And we said it before, he's at the right club, um, the right manager with Pochettino to, to learn and, and to progress. But if his club did come in for him in the summer, if it, say, if it was Real, I'd, I'd, fine. You know, If Real Madrid want to play 100, 100 million for him, let's just say, and I don't know, we were to get a bail back or something. Um, I'd be quite happy for him to to sign for a club as long as not it's not an English team, really. If if needs must, but goes back to what you said, John. Every time you sell a player, you're tearing part of that team apart. And we so many times over the last few years, when when we had when Redknapp was manager, and before that, when um, Ramos and Yol manager, you know, you, we had the likes of. Um, uh, Keen and Berbatov going, and then you had Bale and Modric, um, and, it, and each time you've got to rebuild. You've got to re- rebuild the structure, and obviously, you know, at the same at the same time as you're selling these players, it might coincide with um, I don't know Ledley King retiring or, or somebody else being a little bit too old. So it, each time that happens, you've, you've got to rebuild. And the nice thing is, under Pochettino, yeah, but- we, we've we've actually built something that Walker aside, we haven't. We've managed to keep hold of all these players. But you have to balance that against a player who wants to go like Walker. 
and the whole thing became corrosive. Mm. That whole situation became corrosive and corrosive in the club and in the team. And I could sense it. And, and there's that same sense with Rose at the moment. There's all the same rumblings. And if, if he truly is really not happy, and this is another uh, uh, real rant of mine, will be with uh, agents. Um, and that's a whole different conversation and, and something that's t- just dreadful in football at the moment. And it's causing problems, particularly like Spurs. Um, but if they want to go, if they've been gotten to by a club, via their agent, because he's touted him, we really are unfortunate. I know you're saying, and you're absolutely right. You know, the, the last thing we want to be known as is just you know, dismantling and then Pochettino having to sort of work things out again. Uh, but if they, if they want to go, they're better off going. Don't keep them. Yeah. Um, okay. Kent Goodrich, have we seen a bigger mismatch this season than Trippier versus Sane? Uh, we sort of discussed uh, that. Uh, he... Yeah, Sane, Sane had him in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, and Trippier's confidence is going to be shot. I would not st- would not start him against Burnley. There's absolutely, And that's another thing, you know, <laughs> it's another top six game this weekend against mm. Burnley. How are we going to do in that one? Um, <laughs> I, I, I would not start Trippier at the weekend. There's absolutely no way. His confidence is going to be gone. Cold and wet Saturday night up north. And grim, I should add. It's pretty grim up north. Yeah. Um, Mark Stoll, the kick to Kane's face should it have been a red card? Um, he adds, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Not get any card. argument for me on that? If you look back, if you look back this season, uh, the, their their goalkeeper got a boot in his face from Sane, Armane, uh, or one Arne. of the Arne. one of the Arnes. Um, yes. at Liverpool and, and he got a red card for it that's no different uh, it's no different from the, war- the one that Walker got last season against Swansea and wasn't a red card but that was a red card all day long mind you in balance Kane should have had a red card yeah if that the ref- yeah, if horrible the ref- tackle but if the hadn't had his back to that incident that would have been yeah. off definitely yeah. yeah but that was the most pleasure I got from that game was to see Sterling get cropped by Kane I found a great deal of pleasure I hate that little lad I dislike it everything bad about football that boy is chasing after the pound he is wherever he goes he's 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 just he's just uh, this this he's just an Aaron Lennon he's just a fast somebody quick who's coached to play football rather than anybody with any skill yes two left foot chances yesterday and he ballooned them there was no skill in there at all it's just for standing on that foot he's oh dreadful I would say that um, Delhi was a bit silly, and that was a that that was probably a red card one as well. But having heard um, the the comments today from uh, and the guy saying, you know, he, he was just a bit late. It's nothing, you know. It, yeah. it was as for me, it was as snide as anything that um, Charlie Adam ever did to Bale. That one, I really didn't like that at all. Yeah, really yeah. didn't like it. We started to lose. I, that was worrying me at that that time because we were starting to lose it, weren't we? Yeah. Um, our control and that was starting to get towards a Chelsea game because we were down and of course the repercussions are we're having more players out if you're not careful we were very fortunate but yeah back back to Mark Stoll's question yeah I mean that's a I looked at that and I thought well how's that how is that not I mean I really smacked him in the face as well I mean crikey how that wasn't 
the red card. Because, like all these decisions yesterday, they got a yellow, so the FA can't step in and say, oh, that's a red card, because the referee said, no, I've seen it, and I deemed it not to be serious enough. There was certainly yeah. there was quite a few incidents and quite a few um, challenges, shall we say. Um, I was going to say rash challenges, but it's it's a competitive game, and, and, and sometimes players are going to go over the, over the top I thought for me the actually I, firstly, I, don't, I don't know who the referee was yesterday which is a good thing generally and I thought he handled okay. the, I thought he handled, handled the game quite well um, a high profile ga- game like that and normally I'll have a whinge about a, a, a referee but I, I wasn't too well, we can have we can have no complaints yeah. really no, uh, there, there was a, you know for all of the bad tackles that the people got up and carried on with, the, the city seemed to go down very easily under some of the slightest of nudges. Um, yeah. Um, can I just mention one thing? Mm-hmm. The, the the free kick where they they lined up ten yards away from the ball completely threw us. We didn't have a clue of what to do in that situation. I thought it was very clever from City in that instance. Did you do you remember the one? They were yeah. right outside there. Yeah, they pushed right up. There, and it was like, well, we don't know what to do. It, yes. was, it was, it was really yeah, well done. Right, yeah. Really yeah, well done. High line, they, they yeah. defender, really high line. I thought that was a bit odd, but I mean, it was there to be broken, and we we made a right mess of it. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Is it fair to say that um, you, we can talk about punching above our weight? We can talk about the fact that the last two seasons, the Manchester clubs have been in transition, and to some degree, Liverpool. Um, Chelsea had a bad season the season before last and, and all of that um, but is it fair to say that we've teams know how to play against us now and we're becoming a little bit too predictable and if, we, if we're going to compete yes we need investment yes we need to bring in better quality players um, and, and have that competition but we've also got to be a little bit smart about how we go about doing things and it seems too many teams whether that city at one end of the spectrum or somebody like West Brom um, do their homework against us and do it really well and we seem to be being out, outdone I, I just think we've lost some of our swagger and our impetus and our momentum that we've had and we, we the, the, the slow build up play missing Wanyama potentially um, it's, it, it's just it's just thrown it into a bit of turmoil and it, mm. we're, we're not the same te- team as we were last season and not playing in the same way. I don't, we've not lost any personnel. So there hasn't been anything in that. Well, we lost Walker and, but losing Walker isn't going to change a complete style of play. It, it really isn't. Um, I don't, the, the, possibly the issue is losing the players in pre-season and not having them for the start of the season and not being able to, you know, we, we, they're out for a, a good period and then had to come back. Dembele was, was, um, suspended, so maybe that's got something to do with it. We we missed those guys at the start and had to adapt our play, and we haven't picked it up from them. Um, okay, question from Craig McKissick, um, who says, "Yet again, I'm seeing multiple. Um, sorry, uh, yet again, I'm seeing a multitude of excuses being made for Poch and the players for yet another piss poor performance. When are we going to stop this? Stop with this." the club is in transition and quote long-term plan nonsense and start calling out bullshit and start holding those responsible to account. Um, well, that's an interesting term, isn't it? That's an interesting term. Who's he going to call out? That's, and, and if he does call him out, what's he going to do about it? That's <laughs> a bit I str- struggle, yeah. str- struggle with his qu- question. I, c- I understand that fans um, 
can get frustrated when when you saying, well, look, you know, there's a um, John. I know you love this phrase. There's a a, a project in place, a, a long term plan. Um, there's the whole thing with moving into the um, stadium and, and 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 so forth, and and we're we're ahead of where we should be, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and, and whatever. I understand that, and fans, because we've been doing so well recently, expectations levels have, have, have risen, and, and when, when, when we do put in disappointing performances or don't get results, then fans are going to be frustrated. I get that. But who, like you said, David, who who, who is he asking to hold responsible? Levy? Pochettino? Right. What, what, I mean, what's, what's the solution? If, if, if the only person that can hold people to account is Levy, because ultimately he's the chairman of the club, and if he holds people to account, he starts sacking people and flogging players because they're underperforming, and then you're left with nothing. Well, then, then you're effectively taking what I said earlier about the um, the, the, the times when we sold Keane and Berbatov and then um, Modric and Bale. You're effectively taking a step back. It's again another manager comes in. A few players will will inevitably leave when you get rid of that manager a new manager comes in with his new ideas and it takes time to bed in and it's just two steps back um here's another way of looking at it were we happier when we were battling for seventh place in a europa league spot rather than potentially getting second or getting into the top four to get champions league and and driving after that were we happier back then when we have lesser expectations no, but I think that, that there's a romantic um, notion that apparently we, we, we might have been. Um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't swap anything. I wouldn't swap where we are now and last season, the season before that, for what's preceded in the past. When we, you know we, we were effectively a, a Europa League team. With that, and if you want to go back even further. We were struggling to. I remember in the, in the nineties, looking at the table and finish and thinking, "Ooh, it's seventh or eighth. Would that be enough to to get in yeah. the UEFA Cup or whatever it like was?" Battling Middlesbrough for a UEFA yeah. Cup slot and thinking, "Oh, if we just win this one, we can get get into Europa and then we can have some European football." Yeah, mm-hmm. the journey's been impressive, and I wouldn't swap any of it for for where we are now. We can't players players are underperforming. The manager has lost a, a little of his mojo and, and isn't motivating them to the best of his ability. The chairman is his eye is on the stadium and getting us moved there plus combine that with we've just had our glorious home removed from underneath us and we're playing at the shithole that's Wembley so it's or it's a it's not a transition season it's just an odd fucking season for us it really is it, well, it, be very careful in, in, in the use of words sometimes people just throw out bandy words it's like big club you know if, if someone could give me a, a, a spreadsheet which tells me how to how to assess a big club then fine I'll, I'll talk about it and transitional season I mean people just use that word the media use oh transitional season and we sort of get caught up with it and then it's used against us and and, and I think this where Craig's got to get it using it Pochettino says it oh I shouldn't worry it's a transitional season he doesn't see it that way he sees the next game says right we messed up I'm not defending like that again Burnley here we go. We're out the coaching out on the field. This is how we go about Burnley, and it's looking after the pen. If you look after the pen, it's the pounds that look after themselves. If you look after the next game, the position at the end of the season will look after itself. And he has to look at that. He doesn't say transitional season. He, he don't make excuses for himself. I mean, he, I'm sure 
he'd be the first. I mean, he's all very nice when he comes out yesterday, and and he, I, I liked his interview afterwards. You know, the, the guy doesn't lose it. He, he looks at it carefully. He says what he needs to say to the media and to us out there. But I'm darn sure when he gets back in that changing room, he, he, he lets players know it when they haven't done that. I'm sure he will get hold of Harry Winks and Sonny and sit them in front of that screen and say, look, that corner, what are the pair are you doing? What are you doing? And get it sorted that way. They don't, they don't look at, oh, don't worry, it's a transitional season, Gov. Don't work that way. It, everybody's got a right to be pissed off after the performances like that. Um, but... I don't think it helps anybody by by needing people to be held to account. We are where we are. We've got the players that we have, and we're in a position that we are. It could be better. It could be a lot worse. But, you know, I, I was pissed off after yesterday, but add some wine, we are. add some friends round, had a curry, you know, uh, and I'm talking about it now. It helped. It, 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 you know, it, yeah, it, rant, rant if you want to. If that's get, if that's what gets you through. But I don't think we need to hold people to account. Mm. Well, I mean, what what did last season? What, what, what I, I hear fans always going on about, oh, we need to win a trophy. We need to win a trophy. Yeah, we do. Um, I don't doubt that for a minute. But last season, what did City win? Nothing. Where did they finish in the league? Below us. They had a new manager in, in Pep, who's you know one of the best managers out, out there. His record speaks for itself. They spent shitloads of money last season. Um, yet they still finished below us and they didn't win any trophies and you know 12 months ago do you think City fans were, were, were holding were asking um, somebody to be held um, to account the board at City maybe Pep no I mean it's not that sort of reaction is understandable when when your club is in crisis and when things are going really wrong they're not we, we live in a world we live in a world of instant gratification wherever we look I'm hungry People pull up to McDonald's and just yell out, and a bag comes out. I might have had a medical McDonald's in my life, but it's not not my scene. But that's what we live in. And in football gone by, if a, a manager had a bad season, whoever it might be, they went down with the club. And we often said, well, if we went down into the what was then the second division, well, that's all right. They'll regroup and come up. Not now, not now. And the money is is dictating that because the money is so great in the Premiership that the patience is just not there. Half a dozen bad games, and people are screaming out for a head somewhere along the line. It's usually the managers. It's, it's obsessive, really, and, and it's a shame. It's a shame, and that's what money's done to the game, and I, I, I hate it sometimes. I think um, it leads... All right, these managers get paid off six million, so little sympathy for them, maybe, sort of a limited sympathy. You know, they're all right, you know. But ultimately it does destable a club. And what we're looking for, the one thing we are looking for, we haven't had for years, is stability in the club. And we've got that now. And if you start calling out and saying, you know, we want a head almost, well, we don't want that. I want stability. And if it means that we just have to suck it up, gets mad. it is only one game, for goodness sake. You know, it's not overthink it. Um, we go on to Burnley and see what we do there. If we get a right result with Burnley then maybe we think, nah, that's not bad. Maybe we'll get ourselves back into the top four if, if other results go our way. It's certainly the, the, the top four um, is quite volatile. I mean, we, we won in the middle of the week and, and went fourth from the table. Um, we dropped some points to the weekend. We find ourselves um, seventh, but you've you only got to look um, and see the difference in points between ourselves and fourth, and, and it's it's nothing. It's nothing at this stage. So, 
uh, yeah, I think some fans are just just getting a little bit carried away. Um, another one from Kent Goodrich: How depressing was the train ride back to London? Um, funny enough, as bad as yesterday was, I mean, it's probably the worst performance in recent seasons. That the two, uh, actually three, I'll put performances that I've seen from Spurs, which have been bad. One of them was. The one that just came to me was the West Ham game in the Cup. But that was slightly different. That was a weird scenario where we were winning, cruising at half-time 2-0 and then just somehow allow them to come back in second half. Um, the other two performances, though, that, that I thought were really poor were Leverkusen at home, who were absolutely um, abysmal that day, and then um, uh, the Newcastle match um, season before last. Um we don't normally concede as many as many as four goals, and we did yesterday. But in a sense, City were they are as we keep saying, exceptional side, really good team, and there's there's no shame in losing to such a good footballing team. So for me personally, it didn't really hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, there've been other games where you know, like the, the cup semi final last season against Chelsea, losing that was was difficult because it's a semi final and you're on the verge of getting to an FA Cup final. So that was for me far more painful than than, than yesterday. I, I think yeah, I was probably just in a bit of, bit of state of shock. Um, yeah, it, it always helps <laughs> the train journey back from a place um, miles away from where you live. Um, it always helps when when you're winning because when always when you won the match because you're you're singing afterwards and 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 the atmosphere is really good. But I don't want to say it was somber. It was just yeah, sort of philosophical about the whole thing. Uh, okay, Alcohol got, always helps. That does. We talking of which we had a question from Nikki Merritts who says, "How do you try to remain positive when we have no answer on the pitch? Um, if we could beat Real Madrid, why not Man City? What is missing? What do you do to lift your spirits? No pun intended. After a defeat, for example, when we win, I drink wine. When we lose, I drink wine. When we draw, I drink wine. Thank goodness for what <laughs> for my one con." consistent or constant in my life wine uh i i i will admit to having a couple of gin and tonics while i watched the game yesterday um but yeah i don't i don't find that alcohol after a game if we've lost like that and that kind of um result helps in any way shape or form it just makes me worse so i tend to stop drinking <laughs> i don't really drink very much i have very little i did have a glass of wine but i just i go quiet i stay away from the the football after that um, and I try and let the dust settle um, give it sort of 24 hours before I come up with uh, Ferrer and decide on, on what I've seen it, it doesn't always that you know it's like the poor managers have to come out um, straight out the dugout straight into the interview room when they're possibly seething and give them another 24 hours and they change their attitude towards the whole thing so I, I, I tend to stay away that's how I deal with it yeah I, I just look forward to the- to the, to the next game and, and hope that we can that we can sort of dust ourselves down and, and, and bounce back um, I'll tell you what I am looking forward to um, the, there was a documentary last night um, The Lane on, on BT Sport um, so I'm going to watch that a bit later um, that will hopefully cheer me up um, ok got a couple more questions um, we'll also look at Burnley and Southampton games briefly uh, in a minute um, Ed Brad, Lamella isn't the answer and trying to pin our season to him will result in issues all round. Any views? Uh, well, Anyama's not the answer either then, um, but it's nice to have another player in another dimension. 
um, really. Lamella will change things up. He'll give us a different aspect and, you know, player to put on the pitch and change things up a little bit. He might not be the answer, but he, you know, he's not the question. He's, but he'll he'll help. He will help. I'm not pinning all my hopes on him, but he will provide us with something extra going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would to agree with that. I mean, I don't think anyone is pinning their hopes that he's a messiah or something. No one ever is, but he's part of a machine, a good cog. That's why I sort of partly hoped he'd start yesterday. I thought, well, he might just give us something else and give Man City something to think about. I mean, he's not fully fit. He could have played just um, uh, maybe 60 minutes at most. Uh, and if we got uh, still got a draw or something, we could have brought another midfielder to shore it up, someone more solid, um, like Sissoko. I know his touch is bad, but he's big. He's a big guy. and might have just done enough to to do that. But no, I'm looking forward to Lamella. What I've seen is just a few passes already. Um, been some lovely little incisive passes, little chips. Um, he's, he's looking like just the, just the addition that uh, can make a little bit of difference. But no, he's he's, he's not Messiah. No, he's he's yeah. Uh, he, he's not the Messiah. Um, there's always he's a, not a naughty boy. He's not a naughty boy. <laughs> there's always a great great danger when. I touched upon this a few weeks ago as a, as a player who's out injured and and he and and it coincides with FA us not playing particularly well and then you're looking to that player to to be the answer to to everything and then that player comes off the bench has a little cameo does really well and then it's sort of instantly you think right that's it he's going to be you pin all your hopes on on that player um, and I think that would be unfair on 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 Lamella. Um, our, Problems at the moment are far deeper and wider than that. But yeah, having him, having Wanyama back, they provide us both not only with that extra dimension, particularly in the case of, of Lamella, Wanyama gives us that bit of grit and steel in, in, in midfield. Tobu gives us um, a sort of solid option at, at, at the back. You, you want all your best players available. Um, yeah. That's what it, that's what it comes comes down to. Um, I don't think his Lamella's imp- impact is um, as much as say somebody like Harry Kane, who who's a match winner and can score lo- lots of goals. But um, yeah, we can't. We're not pinning all. I wouldn't say I, I don't subscribe to the view that some fans might do. But for me, I, I wouldn't pin all my hopes on on him. But it, it's certainly good to have him back. Um, Another one from Kent Goodrich. How do you capitalise on your newfound celebrity in America? And um, so this was what um, John you referred to at the beginning. Um, the BT Sport, in their infinite wisdom, I know why they did it. Um, so at four 0 down, most of the fans in and around us had left, so there weren't that many fans in A in the stadium, and B, I was in the lower tier of where the away fans stand, and they normally tend to pan in at the Etihad. Um, that part part of the part of the ground. So we were four 0 down. Ericsson scored, and then the camera um, zoomed in right on me. Um, unfortunately, I was smiling or grinning at, at the time. Um, it was more, I should add, it was more an ironic smile, um, and it was followed with a five four. We're going to win five four chance. So yeah, there you go. Um, Okay, final question, and, and then we'll do a quick, quick look at Burnley and um, 
Southampton. So this was a question we had last week on on the, on the podcast um, from Richard Healy, who says um, he, he created his, his own Spurs Snow Eleven, and he asked, could, "Can anyone think of anything better than what he'd come up with?" So I'm not going to re- read his whole um, eleven again, but for example, he came up with Eric Torsford and goal, um, Sledley King, um, Free for Campbell, amongst others, and managed by David Sleet. I did think of some. Um, Stephen Carroll concert. Uh, Ledley, th- Ledley Three Kings. Uh, Harry Candy Kane. And then it gets a bit weird. Raphael van der Virgin Birth. <laughs> Nabil Bethlehem. You're a, bit, you're a bit Christmassy there, though. It's not really yeah. quite snow, is it? <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, I, I couldn't <laughs> think of any specifically snow one, but my favourite one was Arthur Roho Ho. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did, he did quite a good job in the first place. I came out yeah. with... John Whiteout, Jermaine DeSnow, <laughs> like that's that. a good one, and Mickey Blizzard. That's good. <laughs> Jermaine DeSnow is genius. Right, um, there won't be another pod um, for a fortnight. I'm not not recording one next next week. So um, we've got from now until the next podcast which will which will be two weeks time on the 30th we've got two matches to be played um burnley away next saturday on the 23rd and then on boxing day we've got southampton at home uh quick predictions on those games how do you see them going if i come to you first david uh, well i'm quite positive about this one thing we always said about Pochettino is he always seems to learn that something more and he, he changes it it's like little well, we got stuffed against Liverpool at 2-0 we were talking about earlier this season we come back he not made the same mistake and I think I think we're going to go to Burnley and I think we're going to win um, maybe by the odd goal and Southampton I think we're going to put a two or three past them I really do I think it's six points for the next two games if there's one place that I really wouldn't wanted to go after that performance yesterday it'd be Burnley um, I, I'm going to go for I'm going to put down the coupon a draw for that one but I think we'll smash Southampton. Um, but yeah, I would. I don't want to go to Burnley. They're well organised. They're playing well. Their tails are up. Um, they're nicking the. They, you know, they, they're, they're keeping it tight and they're nicking the odd last minute goal to win things. Yeah, it's not a place that I'd want to go at this point, at this juncture. But yeah, a, a draw and then a win. Mm, that'll certainly be the, the harder of the two games. I'm going to predict that Kieran Trippier will start against his former club, um, and he'll have a right. and he'll have a good game. Um, I think if he's dropped, that would shoot his confidence. Um, I think he'll start. I think Winks will start as well. But that will, that will certainly be a tough game, but I'm predicting a win. Um, and then Southampton, I can see Uria coming back for that one at home. Um, and I think we're going to win that as well. Right. Um, on that note, um, like I said, the next podcast will be recorded in two weeks' time. So Saturday, the 30th of December. Um, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Jeff, and Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to you, and thank you, uh, John. Thank you, David. Thank you, Jeff. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. Thank you, guys. And until yeah, the next time, um, all that's left to say is a happy Christmas to all our lis- listeners. We'll return on the f- on the Saturday the 30th. Um, we've got Zoe back on, Zoe Pearson back on the pod, and Vasconi making his de- debut. And until then, the future's bright, the future's li- lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, 
on Tottenham The pace of bloody slow You are the first team, the last team My dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white And run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen We've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.